financial aid consulting services and I am very excited to uh, announce that today is our first podcast from our studios in Barrington, New Hampshire. Uh, what we're all about is helping students, parents, and financial aid advisors with training and assistance with completing the necessary free application for federal student aid for the applicable award year and what you need to be able to complete it. We also offer uh, webinars from time to time uh, as well as uh, one-on-one opportunities to train. But we're very excited. This is our launch of our new uh, podcast series. So we hope that you'll tune in on a regular basis uh, to listen to the trip tips and tricks that we uh, know um, from being in the business uh, for as many years as we have. Um, Myself personally, uh, today actually marks my 13th year in uh, financial aid. And uh, prior to that, I was a paralegal um, for a few attorneys. And uh, prior to that, I uh, worked in uh, the banking industry. So I have collectively almost 30 years of financial and legal experience to help uh, folks out. So let's get started with um, what we are working on currently. And with regards to uh, the updates that have occurred uh, this month with uh, financial aid, the 2020 and 21 FAFSA became available to complete as of October 1st. What this means is, is that if you are going to be a student at college, university, or trade school that offers uh, Title IV aid through the United States Department of Education, you need to fill out the FAFSA. And the dates for the 2020-2021 enrollments run from July 1st of 2020 to June 30th of 2021. If you are going to be a student currently, uh, meaning beginning July 1st of 2019 to June 30th of 2020, you're gonna wanna complete the 2019-2020 FAFSA, which is available uh, right now for completion. You can um, go directly to either your financial aid office of the school that you're choosing to attend and ask for their assistance, or you can just go ahead and complete it yourselves uh, through the um, website that has been established by the Department of Ed. And that is um, the best site I found Um, that's all encompassing for the students as well as parents is by going to studentaid.ed.gov. And once you bring up that website, if you scroll down, uh, there is a link that'll send you directly to the FAFSA. 
and you can again just get the information that you need to complete um, the FAFSA there. I will say that if you are um, a student that is going to need uh, parent information added, uh, it is a good idea to complete it um, with your parent at that time that you're completing it. Otherwise, it's going to be held up um, until your parent puts in the information that is required by them. So uh, there are um, plenty of tips, um, tools that uh, are offered to the uh, students and their parents um, in preparing for college, um, as well as uh, letting you know um, the amount of aid that you are eligible to receive depending on your grade level. Um, if you're brand new first year, um, I can tell you right off the bat, um, you are eligible for $3,500 in a subloan. And depending on your dependency status, if you're dependent, it's $2,000 in an unsub. And if you are considered independent, then that would make you eligible for $6,000 in unsub. Basically, the difference between the sub and the unsub loans, um, sub loan, you can defer the interest uh, for the time that you are enrolled in school. Unsub, you um, start paying on the interest which I recommend while you are in school. Um, there is an option that you could defer that interest as well, um, but let's just look at it that the interest is maybe $20 a month. Um, I think anybody can afford $20, um, especially if you sign up for work-study program um, or if you have a part-time job, which I highly encourage all students to have at least some additional income other than just living off of federal aid, which um, is not encouraged to do while you're in school. So it's good to be out there in the workforce for a few hours during the week um, to get yourself um, established with a good resume um, while you're going to school and uh, also, you know, pay on some of those loans um, while you are in school. Uh, to help defer the debt load that you will have at the time of graduation. Other than that, um, there are a couple of other steps that are offered. Um, I just actually this morning ran across um, through the federal um, student aid um, website that they have established for the um, financial aid advisors. It's actually accessible to anyone. It's just a matter of whether or not you go to the address. Um, the address for the United States Department of Education's uh, federal student aid training site is IFAP. So it's I, F is in Frank, A is in Apple, P is in Paul, dot ed, dot gov, forward slash IFAP. And once you get there, um, you will have um, access to everything that the federal aid advisors have. 
um, electronic announcements, um, worksheets and schedules, which and tables, which are um, used for compliance and uh, also telling what your eligibility is. Um, at DAS, we actually break that information down to you into more of a simpler form because of the charts are a little bit more um, convoluted to read, if you will, the way they have them set up. I'm not saying that it, you can't read them. I'm just saying that they're a little bit difficult to read um, based on how they're set up. So we make it a little bit more um, friendly um, and uh, more uh, self-explanatory, if you will. Uh, than just leading everyone to this website, but we do make it um, known that that is out there and that's where we're getting our information from. The worksheets, um, every file um, that is submitted for processing through the department system is eligible um, for compliance. Um, there is a uh, system put in place by the department for checks and balances. And part of what is uh, looked over during the compliance process is once the application is submitted is uh, whether or not the information was put in accurately, meaning the number of family members in the household, the number of family members that are in college, uh, whether or not the tax information for the applicable tax year that is being utilized um, was added accurately. Um, for example, um, if you are filling out the 2019-2020 FAFSA, you are using 2017 tax information. Now, whether you filed an income tax return with the United States or you were not required to file an income tax return, if your file is selected for what they call V1 verification or V5 verification, you are having to confirm whether or not you were a non-filer through getting a um, verification of non-filer uh, confirmation letter from the IRS. Now that doesn't mean to say that if you were supposed to file a tax return and you didn't and you received the non-filer non confirmation from the IRS, it doesn't mean that you may not find out that down the road, you will have to file a tax return in order to be able to be eligible for federal student aid. Um, and that's a subject all unto itself that we will get into in another podcast um, down the road, um, as well as we will go over um, verification in another podcast and uh, where the forms are available for you to be able to complete those. So everything is maybe all ready to go um, for your actual um, federal student aid appointment at, again, the college that you choose um, to go to. Uh, for the most part, everybody starts at the same um, starting point. Um, you fill out the FAFSA and depending on how many family members um, are going are in your household, how many are going to college, and the tax information based on your income, whether or not you get government assistance such as SNAP benefits, um, low-income housing, uh, free school lunch, 
um, if you get supplemental Social Security or Medicare. All of that information um, that you answer in the form of questions gets pulled into um, a calculation that has been established. And at the end of it, when you receive what is known as um, your ICER, it will tell you whether or not you are Pell eligible based on your estimated family contribution. Um, for the most part, if uh, you are receiving any type of government assistance, you will be Pell eligible. Um, this means that you will receive money that has been set aside um, to go to school that does not have to be pay paid back, whereas the direct loans would have to be paid back. Also, um, this figure, the estimated family contribution, will determine whether or not you are sub eligible as well. If you are, it is determined that you're not Pell eligible nor sub eligible, you will still be eligible to receive um, the unsub money, such as what I quoted for the first year, the 3500 in an unsub loan, but it would just be combined with e at either as 5500 in unsub if you're a dependent student or 9500 in an unsub if you are an independent student. So that gives you just a little bit of um, an idea of what um, the system is about, what DAS is about. Um, we'll get more into that again um, as we go along with the podcast um, and our training. Um, for the time being, though, I highly encourage, again, if you are going to be enrolled in a school that is Title IV eligible, meaning that your institution that you're choosing has gone through the steps that they need to to enroll and be accepted as part of the Department of Education's uh, system to receive money, then um, you will be able to um, access this funding and able to, in order to be able to be able to go to school. Um, so I, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, I know this is the first podcast, so it's a little uh, bumpy and getting used to how to run it and uh, uh, use of it. Um, but we look forward to um, having these on a regular basis and uh, helping as many students, parents, and financial aid advisors as we can. So thank you again. We hope you all have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care.